Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Well, good evening, everybody. It's good to have you here with us in Healing School. I'd like to say hello to all those watching on the live stream. It's good to have you with us. Glad that you have a hunger for the Word of God. Uh, we're going to get into some scriptures tonight. Let's go ahead and get our Bibles out. Let's get ready to believe God. We're on a series uh, entitled uh, Four Steps to Receiving Our Ills of the Body or Four Steps to Receive Healing for Our Physical Body. And uh, we're going to dive into the Word, and it's going to be good. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and approach Him. Let's believe for revelation. Let's believe that the Holy Spirit is working in us and upon us so that we can get that Word in us so that we can effectively receive what He has for us. Father, tonight we thank you that we have the liberty, the freedom, the availability to the Word of God. We're so thankful, Lord, that your Bible is you speaking to us, that it's a living book. And Father, so what we desire tonight is not simply to hear what you say, but to get that Word of life in us so it can begin creating a cure in our body or get us to the place where when sickness touches us, it dies instantly because of our faith at work in real time. So we thank you, Holy Spirit. You're our teacher and our guide. We believe that you're opening the eyes of our spirits so that we can know and so that we can see. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for working in our midst now. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is uh, installment number three. We've already looked at two steps. But I want to go back to a verse we looked at earlier. I want to go to Mark, the ninth chapter, the 23rd verse. This is a very important statement that Jesus makes and we, that needs to be in our way of thinking. Mark 9.23, it says here from the King James that Jesus said, if you can believe. Now he's saying that if we can believe, then something's going to be possible to us that was not possible before we believe. So it's so important for you and I to learn what it means to believe and with which part of our being that we believe with. Romans tells us it's with the heart of man that we believe. So he's talking about that which our heart believes. He says when you believe or when you get to that place of biblical believing with your heart, all things are possible. And then he repeats himself to the person who believeth. And so that needs to be our quest in, in many areas uh, concerning our relationship with the Bible, is to get to that place where we believe and that we come in harmony or in agreement with God in what he has said. Then from there, we can move forth and then release what we believe, release our faith, and then create that which Jesus has made available. Now, Understand that what we believe has everything to do with receiving healing in our body. 
for the most part, people who fail to receive healing is that they're believing the wrong thing. And so when we begin to align ourselves with the truth in God's word, that's where we get into that place where the word begins working for us. So to believe, as far as faith is concerned, we're to believe according to or in agreement with the word of God. So what we've been doing in this study, we've been breaking down four areas in which we're to believe. Make sure, making sure that we're in agreement with what the Bible says, and so we're in line with what Jesus said, so that the impossible becomes possible to us. So number one, in terms of the four steps of receiving our healing, or the three areas that we must believe in, number one, you must believe it's the will of God for you to be healed. Too many people don't know whether it is or whether it's not. They think, I just simply have to ask the Lord for healing, and if I get it, then it's his will, or if I don't get it, it's not my will. But we need to understand that we have to determine what, will, what the will of the Lord is before we pray. Faith uh, requires us, the, the operation of the God kind of faith requires us to know what the will of God is before we ask. We have to ask align with or in agreement with the will of God. So we have to determine that. Again, people are so confused. Well, how can I know what the will of God is? Well, there are multiple ways to know. Uh, tonight, we're looking at how we can know it's the will of God uh, for us to be healed by the Lord. Understand that first and foremost, the word of God is the will of God. You see, he's the author of this book. He, he never put something in this book that isn't his will, that, that, that's in, in contrast to what his plans and what his desires are for us. So first and foremost, the Bible is the published or the revealed will of God. And we can have confidence. We know it's the will of God for us to receive salvation. God told us himself that, that God gave us Jesus. He so loved us that he gave us Jesus. And if we believe in him, there's that key word again, if we believe in him, it says that we shall be saved. So, number one, the will of God is easily found from the word of God. Uh, number two, Jesus in his earthly ministry, he's the will of God in action. Jesus didn't do one thing. He didn't say one thing during his earthly ministry that was contrary, was not the will of God. Remember, everything he did was following the Lord. In fact, he said, even the works that I do, it's the Lord who, or, or it's God who's working through me. So if God is working through Jesus and Jesus is healing all that come to him, asking for healing, then we can see that God's will is now being performed through Jesus. Look at this verse over here in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It says that God anointed or empowered Jesus with what? With the Holy Ghost, some say Holy Spirit, same person, same divine person, and with power. Notice that Jesus, now anointed with God the Holy Spirit, went about and doing good. Well, what is the good that Jesus did? It says that he healed all. Now, that's significant. It doesn't say that he healed some. 
doesn't say that every once in a while. If he willed, he healed somebody. No, he encompassed everyone, thus showing us and revealing to us his will to heal me, right? He healed all, and notice what he calls sickness. He healed all that were oppressed of the devil. Now, how could he do that? It says that God was with him, or God was working through him. That's why Jesus is the will of God in action. Everything he did, he did it by the Father, and so everything he did was the will of God. So we can take confidence in the fact, number one, that we believe. Even before we go to God to ask for healing, we have established that I believe, according to God's word, is his will to heal me. And it doesn't matter whatever the condition is. We've we, we got to be careful that we don't limit God. Yes, the doctors are limited. There are certain diseases and conditions that doctors don't have, at least to this point in time, the knowledge or the ability or the technology or whatever it may be to bring about a cure in someone's body along a certain line. Understand, God's never limited. Remember, God is God, and there's nothing that's impossible to him. He created us. Don't you think he can fix us? <laughs> of course he can. So, number one, in fact, I want you to say this. I believe, according to the word of God, that it's God's perfect will for me to receive healing in my physical body. Because Jesus, my Lord, he went about and did good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Therefore, he demonstrated to me that it's the will of God for me to be healed, for me to be whole, for me to walk in health, and for me to have length of days. Thank you, Lord. I settle this forever in my heart. Go ahead. I settle this forever in my heart. Go ahead and say this. I settle this forever in my heart. Repeat after me. Are you, I bet you're doing it out there, right? I got to get these guys in here to do it. You ready? I settle this fact in my heart. It is God's will for me to be healed every time. Every time. Every time. It's interesting. Sometimes uh, we, we, we think that just knowing what the Bible says is enough. But understand that that's just the beginning. The, the, the knowledge of God's word is where we get faith. But what our weakness is, and I'm including myself in this, is getting our faith to create or to appropriate what we have faith for. And one thing about faith, and in fact, you mind if we just take a little side journey right here? I want you to go on over to Romans chapter 10. I like it when the Holy Spirit interrupts us.
You see, it's one thing to have faith. That's really where we begin. You, you know when you have faith when you determine what the will of the Lord is for you. So we just began to say that we believe it is the will of God for us to be healed. Now what that does is we begin to say that, it begins to create the reality of what we're saying in our heart. See, many times we, we try and make things happen just in our mind alone. Well, I know it's his will because it says it in God's word. Well, well, that's good. That's a good start. But we have to get that down in our heart. It has to become a reality in our heart because faith, that's where faith is released from. Faith isn't released from our head. It's released from our heart. Look over here. In chapter 10 of Romans, and uh, I was reminded of this this morning when we were talking about faith, and so let's revisit it. It, it says, what does it say? What saith it? The word, and this is talking about the Bible, it's near me. Well, where is it? It's in my mouth, and it's in my heart. Now, understand that in order to get the Word of God, first and foremost, down in our heart, the Word of God has to start being spoken and uttered from our mouth. Our, our heart both has an inflow and an outflow. And both the inflow and outflow have to do with our mouth. Understand that the mouth has a, has a critical, uh, how do I want to say this, a critical part in getting the word of God in us so that we can get it out of us through releasing it. It comes into our heart by saying, and when you're saying, that means you're now hearing. And then when you release it, you say what you believe and thus release the power of that word that's in your heart. Notice it says the, that the word of God is where? Notice he begins to say that it's in our mouth and in our heart. To get God's word in our heart, it first has to be spoken by our mouth. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. He says that is the word of faith. Or the word that... I don't want to say contains faith because they're, they're actually synonymous terms. The creative power of God is the, same of, is the same as God's word or God's breath. They're, they're one and the same. And so we put God's word in our mouth and we say it, and then by hearing it and believing it, it then is imparted into our spirit. It's deposited into, <clears throat> excuse me, into our heart. <coughs> Hello. You guys okay out there? I'll catch up to you. <laughs> now he's going to give us an example of the word of God in our mouth and the word of God in our heart. Notice verse 9. If thou, or could I dare say, if you will confess with what? Your mouth. W what are you saying with your mouth? 
the Lord Jesus or Jesus is Lord. And you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So he just told us in verse 8 that we're to put God's word in our mouth so it can get in our heart. Then with our mouth, we confess the lordship of Jesus as we believe that God has been raised from the dead and salvation is created. Salvation is birthed within us and you shall be saved. Then he explains in verse 10 why. In verse 10, for with the heart, what does man do? He believes. For with the heart, what, what does the heart do? It believes. Notice it doesn't say with the heart man thinks. It doesn't say with the heart man feels. No, with the heart man believeth. It believes unto righteousness. Now look what happens when you speak the word as you just did over here in verse 9 and with the mouth, confession, what you say about Jesus is made or creates salvation. Notice that the power that is yielded and, and manifested when you and I get God's word down here in our heart and then we speak it forth believing that what we're saying is coming to pass, it creates what we say. Because the words are emanating from your spirit where faith, the word of faith is. Now, if I can get saved... If I can receive salvation, which is the greatest miracle any individual can receive. If you and I can raise the dead, we were dead in our trespasses and sins, and we, we believed in our heart the Lord Jesus, and we confessed him as Lord, it created the actual resurrection of our spirit, which is the greatest miracle there is. We're going to live in that miracle all our life. Well, if I can resurrect my spirit by believing in my heart and saying with my mouth, I can heal my body the same way. I can believe in my heart as God's will, right? And then I can speak forth his will from my heart, believing that what I'm saying is coming to pass in my own personal life, then I have what I say. And so this process of receiving healing from the Lord, we've got to get our mouth involved in the process. And that's one of the areas that I really haven't majored in. And I'm seeing now that we've got to begin in this time together at healing school is we've got to start saying what the Bible says. We've got to start confessing with our mouth the word of faith. And what that's going to do is it's going to put that word in us and reinforce it and get it to the place where we believe it as much as we believe that 2 plus 2 equals 4. See, we have to get to the place that we are so convinced 
by the word of God that by his stripes I was healed. That when symptoms come to us, it's like someone saying to us, two plus two equals five. We're going to go, no, 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 it's not. I don't have, what do you mean? I, I'm sick. No, I'm not. I know that by his stripes I was healed because I'm so convinced in my heart that I have this, it, the Bible calls it being fully persuaded that what God has promised, he's also able to perform. And that's when you get uppity when you have symptoms. If someone came up to you and said two plus two equals five, you would laugh at them because you're fully convinced that it's four. Well, when symptoms come, or when the doctor gives us a, a, a bad report about our physical condition, technically they're telling us that 2 plus 2 equals 5. Because I, Jesus overcame what I'm, being, what I'm dealing with now. And I'm not going to entertain that. No, by his stripes I'm healed. And then I start citing all these scriptures. Amen? But it all begins by putting the word of God in our mouths and hearing it and hearing it and allowing it to be deposited on the inside so we get fully convinced on the inside what the reality is of what Jesus has purchased for you and I. Amen? So step number one is we get the word of God concerning the will of God settled. It has to be settled. If it's not settled, then we're not fully persuaded. There can't be any exclusions to it, or we're not fully persuaded. We, we have to get dogmatic about it. We have to embrace it with all our heart. And then resist anything that contradicts it, and embrace everything that agrees with it. So, step number two, and this is going to kind of sound like step number one. Step number one is that you believe it's the will of God for you to be healed. Step number two is that you believe that healing has been purchased for you as part of God's redemptive plan. Well, isn't that the same thing? If I believe that it's his will to heal me, isn't that the same as me as believing that healing is part of his redemptive plan through Jesus Christ? Nope. Totally different. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. When I know what the will of God is, I know what he's willing to do. If I'm sick, he's willing to heal me. But when we begin to see that it's part of his redemptive plan, and that 2,000 years ago, Jesus purchased and made available to us healing for the ills of our body when I believe it's part of the redemptive plan that means that God has already done something about my sickness and that his willingness has already been put into action and he has provided it for me I like to, to use the example of salvation because I think it's kind of level ground or, or equal ground that we can talk about because we, 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 so we know so much about salvation. If we knew as much as we know about salvation as we do 
in uh, God's will to heal our body, if, if we had that same amount of input, then we would never get sick. Because we never doubt about our salvation. I mean, I can do something wrong and know that I just sinned. And I never think that I, I'm not going to heaven. You, you know what I'm saying? Because we've just been, ever since we were knee-high to a grasshopper, we were taught about salvation and how it's God's plan for everybody. And, and we, found, we found out how to receive it. And, and, and we, we just, we're just so inundated with that truth, it's become solidified in our heart. I never go to sleep at night wondering if I'm going to go to heaven. Never. And that's because there's a saturation of the knowledge of God's will in that particular area in my life. But it's just not that way in terms of healing our body. And so we've got to get to a place where we become fully persuaded. We become very confident in the fact that Jesus has already purchased and made available for you and I uh, our healing. Just like in salvation. When, when we called upon the name of the Lord, God didn't go into a decision-making about salvation in our behalf. Why? Because he already made that decision 2,000 years ago. So that, this transaction of salvation is not God finding a way to, to provide it for me. I'm just receiving what he's already provided. Healing is the same way. Look here. Look here in 1 Peter 2.24. Now, when you and I believe that healing is part of God's great plan of redemption, then actually what we're believing, that healing has already been purchased for us, Jesus paid for it with his blood, and right now in the bank of heaven, it's on deposit for you and I, and we just have to simply make a withdrawal. When I go in to make a withdrawal from the bank, they're not scrambling to figure out where they're going to get the money from to, to give me. It's already my money that they're holding on to. They're just giving it back to me when I take a withdrawal. Well, the same is true about healing. It's already got your name on it. It's, it's, it's just waiting for, for you and for me to make a withdrawal on it, to, to make it our personal possession. Now look here, 1 Peter 2.24, and I want you to notice that two things are really in play here. First, he begins to talk about our sins. He said, who his own self, talking about Jesus on the cross, he bared what? Our sins. Where did he do that? In his own body, because his spirit is in his body. And he did that on the cross. So we who were dead to sins, or, or were eternally separated from God because of our sin condition, now we are going to live unto a right standing with God. And now in the same breath, talking about the same event, he says that by the stripes, by whose stripes or the stripes that were placed on Jesus, you were healed. So understand that in this great plan of redemption, 
only one price was paid, but it had multiple benefits. And that's because sin, sin was defeated, and so were the laws of sin and death. The root cause with our separation to, with God was resolved, but also the fruit or the offspring of sin was uh, fixed as well. So when Jesus took care of the sin problem, he took care of the sickness problem. Amen? So, and by his stripes, you were healed. So right now, in real time, because of the great plan of redemption, you have forgiveness. Have you ever laid awake at night wondering if God's going to forgive you? If you ask him? Now, maybe early on we might have, as we were learning to unlearn the things we heard in some of the churches we went to. But once we saw what the Bible said about how he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, right, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, when we started seeing that, that he has wiped the, the slate clean concerning our sins and we just have to appropriate it, receive it in real time, we, we've learned that that's really not that difficult to receive forgiveness. We just, we just ask for it, believe we got it, and here we go, we're on our way. Well, understand that healing is the same way. I can say it this way, you are as forgiven as you are healed. I am as forgiven as I am healed in terms of what God has provided. It's still up to me to receive the forgiveness. It's still up to me to receive the healing in my body. But in, in the eyes of God, he's already provided it for you and me 2,000 years ago. And we're just simply finding out about it and receiving it. Does that make sense? So, what am I to believe in this step? I have to believe that healing is part of God's redemptive plan through Jesus Christ. I, I kind of look at it this way, and you need to find a way that works for you. This seems to work for me. When I read this verse of Scripture, that by whose stripes we were healed, I visualize Jesus on the cross. And, and I visualize the symptoms that are in my body. I see God taking them from me and placing those symptoms on Jesus. Because the same way that he took my sin and placed my sin on Jesus, he also took the fruit or the offspring of sin, which is sickness, and he took it from us and placed it onto Jesus. And we've got to begin seeing that what I'm experiencing in my body, Jesus has already taken it. And if he's taken it, there's no reason for me to take it again. Right? Certainly, if he paid the price for my sins, why should I have to pay the price for my sins? I mean, if I'm at the, at the line, uh, the cashier's line in Walmart, 
And this nice gentleman in front of me says, oh, by the way, I'm going to pay for your groceries too. And, and he goes ahead and pays for my groceries. I'm not going to go up there and pay for them again. They're already paid for. Right? Hallelujah. Well, it's the same spiritually speaking. Too many of us are bearing a load in our life that Jesus has already paid for. But we just don't know that we're double paying. And that's what happens if I tolerate sickness in my body. I'm living with something that Jesus already paid for, that he's already removed. I just got to learn how to receive it from him. So I, too, am free. So we've got to believe that through the redemptive plan that healing has been brought to me. So I want you to say this, and I'm, again, I'm, I'm trying to get us to begin allowing our mouth to start voicing what God has said. And that's going to begin aligning our heart with his. Because out of our mouth, we'll, we'll be creating that image and that reality in our heart. I like to use this expression, faith's confession. That, you know, faith's confession is simply just saying what God says. Faith's confession creates reality. Faith's confession creates reality. We need the reality to be down here. And I'm telling you, once it gets down here, then your words will be carriers of creative power. And will be it'll begin changing natural circumstances to line up with what you believe and what Jesus has purchased for you. So say this from your mouth. I believe that when Jesus hung on the cross for me, that he bared my sin. He also bared the fruit of sin, of which sickness is one of them. In the same way that Jesus has bared away my sins, Jesus has bared away my sicknesses. By his stripes, I was healed. I am as healed as I am forgiven. At the same time, on the cross, Jesus delivered me, redeemed me from the curse of the law. Sickness has no place in my body, for I'm the redeemed. And the blessing of Abraham is now mine through faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. It's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm way, way ahead of myself here in saying this, but I remember a, a testimony that a minister shared and he was a, a minister where, in which God used him uh, through a, a healing anointing and, and so a lot of times when he ministered to people there were gifts of healing that were manifesting 
But in one particular night, it had gotten to the place that when you, when you grow tired, physically tired, sometimes you, you can't yield to the anointing anymore. And he had gotten tired, and he just couldn't yield to the anointing anymore, and he just sensed the anointing leave him. And so there he was without the anointing, and he, he, he told the people, he said, well, the, the, that anointing I told you about that, that, that God uh, placed upon me, well, it waned and, and it lifted off of me. Now, I'll still pray for you, but I'm going to have to pray for you just by using our faith. So I'll use my faith to lay hands on you and believe that healing goes into you. You use your faith that you believe that you receive that healing to create a cure. Well, he, people were coming, and there was this one woman that, that was pushed up uh, the aisle in, in, a, in a wheelchair. And uh, apparently he found out later that for three years she had uh, arthritis, and she couldn't walk. She was restrained and, and left to be in a wheelchair. And he asked the woman, he says, uh, will you be healed when I lay my hands on you? And she said, well, I don't know. Lay your hands on me and we'll, we'll find out. And so he says, well, I, I can't pray for you under those circumstances because you haven't determined that it's the will of the Lord to be healed, and you're not willing to believe that when I lay hands on you, you'll be healed. So when I lay hands on you, nothing's going to happen. Because you, you shorted out that, that working of faith. Well, she says, well, how, how can I know? How can I know that I'll be healed when you laid hands on me? So he said to this woman, well, would you believe that it's the will of God for you to be healed if I showed you a scripture that, that says that Jesus took your sickness? Well, she said, well, certainly I would. So he, he told her, he says, open, open your Bible, Bible to 1 Peter 2.24. And so uh, she opened her Bible, and he says, read that scripture to me. She read that scripture, and that's what we read earlier whose own self bear our sins and his own body in the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. So she read the, the verse. He says, read it again. She, she read the verse again. He said, read it again. She read it again. This went on for a while. And finally he asked her, he says, she says, did you notice that last phrase? What does it say? By whose stripes ye were healed. What did it say? By whose stripes ye were healed. He said to this woman, Well, is were healed, is that future tense or past tense? Well, she says, Well, well, it's past tense. He says, Yeah, that's right. That means that Jesus on the cross has already provided healing for you. By his stripes you were healed. Therefore it's the will of God for you to be healed. All of a sudden he saw in her face 
she saw, he saw that she believed it. You know, you can see faith. <laughs> she started to get excited. She started to get happy. Because the entrance of that word got down into her heart, and now she had expectancy, which is a symptom of faith. And so she started, she started saying out loud by getting a hold of that truth. She started saying, and now understand, she's still in that wheelchair. She still has the arthritis. She still can't walk. She still can't get up. And she starts lifting her voice to the Lord and said, I'm so glad that you have healed me. I'm so glad that you've bared away my sicknesses. I'm so glad that by the stripes of Jesus I was healed. And she was going off. For several minutes saying that. And then he pointed her finger at her and said, In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And she got right up out of that wheelchair and started dancing all around the congregation. Now, what happened? Well, first of all, she started seeing what the Bible said. She saw that Jesus had already paid the price for her. She saw that from Scripture, that it was the will of God for her to be healed. And then she dared to believe it while she was still in the chair crippled. And, be, and she did what? She put what she believed in her mouth while she was still crippled. I'm so glad that you've healed me. I'm so glad that by your stripes I was healed. I'm so glad it's your will for me to be healed. See, faith, confession creates reality. She could have at any time looked at her body and said, oh no, don't you know I've been like this for three years? Don't you know I'm always going to be like... No, she took her eyes off of her situation, took a look at what the Word said. She began to believe it. She put it in her mouth. And then when she got the command to stand up, she did what she couldn't do because of what she believed. And her healing was forthcoming. You see, that's faith at its best. When you simply take God at his word, you, you, you allow the word of God to, to contradict what you're experiencing and all that has happened and however long you've had that condition and all that the doctors have said, all that your good time buddies around you have said, and you say, no, I'm just going to believe what God has said. And then to dare to start saying with your mouth, you have something before it's manifested. You see, that's faith. That's calling things that be not as though they were. And when you and I get to that level of trust in his word, and we're willing to believe it, even though what he said can't be seen or felt or experienced, we still put it in our mouth and we declare, yes! That's when what you're saying starts coming from your heart. And your mouth is giving expression to what you believe. And faith's confession creates reality.
apply that kind of faith in this realm of our body, we'll receive healing every time. Father, tonight we thank you for your truth. We thank you for that which is the word of God, that which is the will of God, that which reveals the redemptive plan of God. Now, Father, we choose to rise up above our senses. We choose to rise up above our feelings. We choose to rise up above what we can see and what people have told us. And we choose to believe what you say, Father. We choose to believe the word of God. And when we allow it to not simply just come into our heart, but then to begin boldly speaking it in real time. And we begin saying that, yes, that which you provided is now mine. While everything in the scene realm is screaming and denying it, we say, yes, I have it now. And when we stand up like that, believing, those symptoms will tuck their tail and they'll run. And healing will break forth like the noonday sun. Hallelujah. Because when I get to that place of believing, there's nothing that is impossible to me. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Well, I, I, I just preached myself happy. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the word of God. I'm so thankful he's shown us how to receive his blessings. Amen. Well, we'll see you next time.